Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that believes there's no time like the present to learn about the past. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're talking about a kidnapping in Greece that went from bad to worse the more the government got involved. The day was April 11th, 1870. Lord Muncaster of Britain and four other tourists were captured in Marathon, Greece by a gang of outlaws. The Greek pirates, or brigands, later demanded a £50,000 ransom for the release of the hostages, which included Lord Muncaster and three other British aristocrats, as well as an Italian nobleman. When the King of Greece flatly refused the demand, the kidnapping quickly spiraled into a major international incident, with Britain even threatening war. Jocelyn Pennington, a.k.a. Lord Muncaster, was a British soldier and Conservative Party politician with a seat in the House of Lords. In 1870, he embarked on a tour of Europe with his wife, Lady Muncaster, and six other traveling companions. They arrived in Athens, Greece in early April, and on the morning of the 11th, they set out on a day trip to the site of the Battle of Marathon. 
It was a 25-mile journey by carriage through a mountainous region that was a notorious haven for bandits. As a precaution, the group's carriages were escorted by four mounted police and twelve foot soldiers. However, on their way back, the carriages got ahead of the marching soldiers and were ambushed in a ravine by about twenty armed brigands. Two of the mounted police were shot and killed and the travelers were then forced out of their carriages and led deep into the mountains. A little while later, Lady Muncaster and the two other women in the party were released, along with the two surviving policemen. This group of five was sent to deliver the brigands' ransom demands to the Greek government, while Lord Muncaster and the other four hostages remained behind. While they waited, Muncaster and the other hostages negotiated with their captors, eventually convincing them to lower the ransom from 32,000 English sovereigns to 25,000 pounds, the equivalent of more than 1.5 million pounds today. In addition, they also wanted amnesty for their entire group. With a new set of terms decided, Lord Muncaster was sent after his wife with the updated proposal, and the bandits' hostage count dwindled to just four. The kidnappers were led by Takos Arvanitakis, and they were no strangers to capturing and ransoming tourists. And since they were such seasoned pros, they were reportedly pretty laid back about the whole thing, at least as far as captors go. For example, Frederick Viner, the youngest of the hostages at 23, is said to have joined his kidnappers in several competitions, including foot races and boulder tossing. However, once the ransom demands were delivered to the Greek government, the positive mood soured fast. The government agreed to pay the bandits £25,000, but they said amnesty was not an option under Greek law. When the brigands heard how readily the ransom was accepted, they concluded that their hostages must be relatives of Queen Victoria and were therefore worth an even larger sum. So with amnesty off the table, the kidnappers decided to go for broke and up their demand to £50,000. Queen Victoria followed the negotiations closely and was annoyed by how long it was taking the Greek government to deal with a simple gang of bandits. This put King George of Greece in an awkward spot. He didn't want to establish the precedent of giving in to kidnappers, but he also didn't want England to think that he wasn't doing everything possible to free their citizens. Trying to save face on both accounts, the king made a somewhat misguided compromise. He refused to pay the £50,000 ransom and instead offered to exchange himself in return for the hostages. Of course, the brigands wanted money, not more hostages, and especially not one with as much heat as a king. They rejected the offer and negotiations came to a standstill. At that point, about a week into the ordeal, the Greek government decided to try a more direct, but no less misguided, tactic. It dispatched a group of soldiers to Delesi, the coastal town in eastern Boeotia, where the hostages were being held. The troops tracked down the bandits, surrounded their hideout, and prepared to lead a daring rescue. They had been instructed not to shoot unless first fired upon themselves, but when the soldiers sighted the brigands, some of them immediately opened fire. In the ensuing panic, 
Some of the brigands were shot and others were captured, but most, including Arvanitakis, managed to escape. As for Frederick Viner and his three fellow hostages, they were all shot dead amidst the confusion. It's unclear whether they were killed by their captors or by the friendly fire of their would-be rescuers, but either way, it was the worst possible outcome for nearly everyone involved. The ugly incident became known across Europe as the Delessy Massacre, and both the British Parliament and the Queen herself condemned the Greek government for its botched response. As public outrage grew, England began to threaten war with Greece unless the country cracked down on its bandit problem. Greece complied and several of the bandits involved in the kidnapping were arrested, tried, and executed. Arvanitakis was eventually killed as well, and the number of kidnappings in the country drastically declined in the following years. These actions alone probably would have been enough to ease international tensions, but it didn't hurt that Russia came to Greece's defense. The prospect of taking on both nations at once put everything in perspective and England's talk of war quickly ceased. Several months after the Delessi massacre, a photo titled The Seven Heads of the Greek Brigands began to circulate across Europe. The stereoscopic photo showed the severed heads of seven executed bandits, which had been put on public display in Athens earlier that year. When viewed through a stereoscope, the image appeared in 3D, making it seem like the men's heads were right in front of you. According to the letter of the law, the brigands' punishment was justified. But by immortalizing their suffering as a gruesome souvenir, the public demonstrated the same inhumanity as those who would bargain for men's lives. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. 
a collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.